Hey, Emmy, can you say this is dinner for dessert? This is dinner for dessert. Close enough. Hey, Eric. Hey, Pump. Are you familiar with the hip-hop artist Ice Cube? <laughs> I am. I am. Are you familiar with his hit single, It Was a Good Day? <laughs> I also am. Uh, I was listening to it the other day, and I was thinking to myself, this does sound like a great day for Ice Cube. Two in the morning, got the fat burger. Oh, my God. Everything about it. It was a good day. Right? Um, but then it's, it got me thinking, what would be my version of a good day? What, a triple-double? Uh, a beep from Kim and a fat burger at 2 a.m. is not good enough for you? No drive-bys. Um, my mom cooked breakfast with no hog, which was really nice. Um, I don't know why Ice Cube was still eating breakfast at his mom's house as a, <laughs> as a celebrity um, hip-hop artist. Uh, Goodyear, Goodyear blimp? That red Ice Cube's a pimp? Yeah, it really was a good day for him. But what would be a good day for you, Eric? Wow. That's an on-the-spot question right there, right? That's how I roll. It wasn't in the notes on purpose. <laughs> I hate when you do stuff like this. <laughs> I also love it, though. That's the, that's the love-hate. So a perfect... All right. So uh, I guess I guess it would be a Sunday. Uh, Sunday's your favorite day of the week? A Sunday during football season. Oh, okay. See okay. where you're going. So you wake up in the morning. Nice, good Saturday night sleep. Mm-hmm. Sleep a little later on Sunday. Do you get the Johnson's baby powder and the cool water cologne <laughs> after you get out of the shower? Is there any other way to do a Saturday night? I mean, no, not really. No. <laughs> I don't think so. Uh, so wake up a nice breakfast with or without the hog. I'm not a bacon guy, so I can usually do without it. Okay. Uh, and then a 1 p.m. jet game with a victory, which doesn't happen often. So I usually don't have good. It happens good four times a year. On <laughs> if, average. if that, yeah. if that. <laughs> So uh, I guess a day like that, and then maybe um, maybe a nice a nice dinner, shower, movie, bed. Okay, that's your that's your good day. I feel like that's a really good day because you spend the time with friends in the middle of it, uh, camaraderie over a sports team. Yay sports! You know, yay sports. Uh, we choose to root for like the worst of the worst, which is our prerogative. It's our that's Bobby true. Brown. That's it. Um, so yeah, that's a to me that's a really good day. I like that. Uh, I want to make t-shirts that just say yay sports on them. <laughs> what do you think? I'll wear it. <laughs> Jones. Yes. Ice Cube question for you. What would be your good day? Well, first off, I just Googled what his real name is, and it's Icelandic Cubicle. Uh, that is not true. <laughs> his name is O'Shea Jackson, I think. Really? I, I didn't even know that. His name's O'Shea. His but his I, I name. love that whole trend of, of people's real names online. <laughs> Cardi B was my favorite one. Cardigan Backyardigan. <laughs> like that, was, that was my favorite one of all. I didn't know this was a thing. Oh, I'm, yeah, I'm into yeah, it. yeah. My favorite is uh, Bow Wow's name is Boward Woward. <laughs> uh, the Rock was Theodore Rockefeller. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's a great that's name. A good one too. Oh, my God. Teddy Rockefeller. <laughs> that's so good. Yeah. Those are great. Yeah. For me, like a perfect day. Would be uh, no. It doesn't have to be perfect. It's a good day. A good day. Yeah, let's not get crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because oh. a perfect day is puts too much thought. I'm just like, what's a, your definition of like a good day? Good enough that it would make sense for the for your, for the lyrics of the Ice Cube song, but the Mike Jones version. Uh, it'd be a sunny day. I'd be going to City Field to watch a Mets game with my fiance. Uh, I would pick myself up a new Mets hat, which would be cool because they're hard to find. Uh, 
I don't know if you know this or not, but like stores don't sell bad teams baseball hats. Because uh, no one buys them. And the Mets are bad. Yeah, they are. <laughs> I, I love them, but they're bad. And then maybe, uh, I don't know, go out to dinner, get some, uh, get several raviolis. <laughs> yes. <laughs> several raviolis. Very specific, and I, yeah. I enjoy it. That's awesome. That sounds like a nice day. What about you, Pump? Oh, man. You know, the funny thing is, I, I didn't uh, I didn't think about this for myself. Uh, ooh, okay. So I think it would involve... Um, okay, so it'd have to be a mix of a really good breakfast. So the breakfast would have to be uh, Nutella stuffed French toast. Or, I've had this before, and I don't know how to describe it, but it's like French toast, but it's like crunchy on the outside. And I think some places make it with crushed up Captain Crunch. Okay. It's like panko or something. Panko crusted French toast with like confectioner sugar on it. Really? Yeah, it's a thing. Never heard of it. It's a hipster thing. <laughs> um, so probably have that for breakfast. You wouldn't do the panettone French toast? No, but I would definitely have some panettone in, during the day at some point. Um, so we should start a hip, uh, an R&B group called Panettone Tony Tony. <laughs> <laughs> What do you think, Jones? I'm in. Awesome. Uh, so that would be my breakfast. I'd want to, I think also mine would be a Sunday, but here's the difference. Mine would be a 4 p.m. Jets game. Okay. So that I can go um, out to, I know this is going to sound lame, brunch. Brunch <laughs> to is get nice. To get that French toast. Uh, have a couple of Bloody Marys probably. Uh, with That one would be with, my, with the fam, right? So there'll be some family time. Come back to the house have you guys over for a jet game, 4 p.m. jet game. And the weather would be like, I'll say like 65 degrees and sunny. Oh, wow. We're going weather too. Yeah, 65, sunny, and like no breeze at all. So we could like, we could grill some stuff up on my back deck. Uh, We could hang out out there, you know, drink a few beers, preferably natural light, which is my favorite beer for game time. Um (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> we are Natty Light fans. We love Natty Light. Um, we've been trying to get a Natty Light sponsorship for the show. Going and we, back and forth. With we this, got pretty with, close. Yeah, I'm, going, I'm, still, I'm still emailing back and forth this department. It's going to happen. Yeah. I'm trying so hard. Yeah. So watch a Jet game, preferably against the Patriots, and they win. And Tom Brady blows out his knee um, and is, has to retire. Um, and then matter. Bill Belichick is so upset by the by the hurt knee that he joins the Jets as the head coach, <laughs> and then quits after six minutes again. Yeah, damn it! No, that that'll backfire. No, no. Um, uh, and then after the Jet game, you guys head out and then get on the couch and watch um, some good old fashioned Sunday night TV. And it doesn't really matter what because Sunday night's always the best TV night. Yeah, and that would be my good day. That's a good day. Yeah. It's so, cool because that happens like in real life a lot. Totally. <laughs> so I guess we're living, we're living our best lives. We don't expect too much to either. Like that's, no. it, takes, it doesn't take much to make a good day. The most, the, the, the most unbelievable part about that day is the Jets beating the Patriots. Yep. <laughs> yep. Besides that, like the French toast and the Natty Light is doable. So while, while you were going through your good day, I was looking up more funny names. Okay, let's hear them. Uh, Lil Pump. Lilium Pumpernickel. Uh, that's amazing. <laughs> and Machine Gun Kelly. Machinery Gunnered Kelly Clarkson. <laughs> so those two, uh, those two stood out for me. Oh, Jesus. Okay. Well, I, that's love the, I love the internet. Oh, man. Guys, we have so much feedback to get to, so let's just jump into the feedback loop.
We're we're professionals. We really love that production piece, Jonesy. I'll never not laugh at it. It might get old one day. Never. Never. All right, so we got a lot to go through. You want to yeah. go first? Oh, yeah. my God. All right. So um, your brother Tom, I think that's the Tom, right? That, yes, my okay. brother Tom, yeah. <laughs> you should, uh, he says you should put more of the Ask Me Anything questions up as Insta polls. The best worst thing about listening to the podcast is the inability to jump in the discussion. Armchair expert does a fact check at the end of each episode. I think this is a worthy ripoff. Perhaps do a fact check of each show at the top of the following show. Okay, so that's actually two pieces of feedback in one. Okay. If you think of it. So I think the first one is the Ask Me Anything on Instagram stories. We actually took him up on the feedback right away, and we've been doing it. And yeah. it's wor- been working out really nice. Yeah, I have no problem with that. Yeah, I love that. Uh, so that's a good one. Uh, on, the, on the fact check part... Um, I don't, I don't want to always be factually correct. You know, it's a, it's a tough one. I like the idea, but can I be honest? Like if I say can the I sun, be honest it, for a second? Yeah, I don't want to do fact. It seems no. like a lot of work. If I say the sun is twenty three <laughs> miles from from Long Beach, New York, that's that's what it is, man. It is actually. Yeah. So that was a good call, though. <laughs> you I know you're trying to like make up a fake fact, but you Sometimes just nailed it. Sometimes I just it. get stuff right. <clears throat> I have to fact check you. It's actually 23.7 miles. <laughs> oh, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I love the idea. I really do. Uh, and maybe we'll do it when we have an intern who could do the fact checking <laughs> for us because I'm too lazy to go and like figure out what the real... Yeah, there's not a chance I'm doing that. I also appreciate like the influx of messages I get during the week. Like, how dumb are you that you said this? And I'm like, you know what, dude? On the spot, you wouldn't get it, okay? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, people don't realize this is unscripted. We, you know, we have no idea what's going to happen. So, of course, pride, we're going to make I, stuff up along the way. I pride myself on the ability to sell untruths as truths. <laughs> but it's not that you're, you're purposefully lying. You're just... You don't know the answer, so you just you just wing it. <laughs> That's it, man. Just wing it. But I have to say, I think ninety nine point nine percent of the time we're factually correct. I'd probably go with like eighty nine point nine. The things that we probably get wrong are like years stuff came out, maybe, or mm, like I have, who? Fact, I have to fact check you. It's actually sixty five point seven percent of the time. Oh, like nineteen forty two, Columbus sailed the ocean blue. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. So I I think. Um, I think it's a good idea when we get an intern. Uh, and if anyone wants to be an intern, we're putting up a, a job posting on LinkedIn uh, later tonight. Uh, we'll do fact checking. All right. You're going to take this next one because it boiled my blood. Yeah. I feel like Tom's purposely trolling you right now. So my, uh, so my brother Tom had another piece of feedback. Uh, and <laughs> it made Eric legitimately upset like a couple of days ago. Like off the air, just regular hanging out. Uh, Tom said root beer and cream soda are crap. He said ginger ale is amazing and it's uh, awesome when it's super cold on ice. Okay, so he, he, he partially redeemed himself with the ginger ale love, but hating on root beer and ice cream, so- and cream soda? Well, congrats, Tom, because you just earned a one-week ban from the feedback loop. Oh, my God. <laughs> Tom's not allowed to give us feedback next week. Oh, man. No, all right. So that's great. great feedback. Great feedback. You may have lost a friend in Eric, but hey, it happens. How do you not like root beer? <laughs> it's so good. Like I could see like not like in Fresca or like pineapple soda, but root beer? Grapefruit juice is the worst thing ever. Yeah, I get hating grapefruit juice. Oh, can I put that in my things I hate section or is it too late because I said it out loud? You already? said it already, man. You let yeah. it go. Uh, grapefruit juice is the worst. Grapefruits Grape are the worst. Fruits. 
Anyone who eats a grapefruit is lying to themselves that it tastes good. They're lying to themselves. From, this, from this day forward, if I'm ever at the diner for breakfast and I see somebody order the half grapefruit in season, I'm going to walk over and slap it off the table. You really should. You really should. It's like that time where you, we were walking through the train <laughs> after like a night. I think we were came, coming over from a concert and we we're on the train home and Eric drunkenly, like the train stopped short. And Eric fell forward and some, some like nerdy guy was like typing on his laptop and Eric, not on purpose, slammed the guy's laptop shut. <laughs> but then instead of being like, oh, sorry, Eric played it off like he did it to be a bully, which made it even funnier because he was just like, yeah, what? <laughs> and the guy was just like, oh, excuse I 100% did not mean to do it. I was like going to grab the, like the pole or like the bar because the train, had, you know, like when you lose your balance, and you're about to bite it. Yeah. And the only thing I could grab was this poor kid's laptop and I slammed it shut. Oh, your reaction afterward, you totally could be like, oh, my bad, dude. But it said you're like, what? I don't know why. I don't know why I reacted that way. So <laughs> Alcohol, that, that's if why. That, if that guy's listening, man, I'm sorry. So Eric's not a bully. He's really not. Uh Alcohol makes you do crazy And there things. was like 10 of us, so like it must have been so intimidating for that guy. Yeah, seriously. Uh, all right, what else we got? All right, so um, Frank, he has a, Bob has it written as Frank the Sailor, which I love. It's my buddy Frank in Florida. Um, great guy. And he sent me a message, which he didn't necessarily mean to be on the feedback loop, but it was just so perfect that I had to put it on here. So he wrote, I effing love you guys so much. Catching up on the podcast and heard Pomp's recommendation for the song Beast in Black by Beast in Black, which was your rec last week, right? Oh, that's right. Yeah. Great song. Amazing song. Okay. So he wrote, listened to it, thought it was amazing, then started listening to the album and found out they cover No Easy Way Out from Rocky Four, which is one of his favorite songs ever. I didn't know that. Oh, man. So now he's completely hooked on the band and he never would have found them without us. So um, Frank, I guess you're welcome and we love you and we appreciate you. And thanks for listening and always, you know, always giving us a heads up on things you like, dislike from the show. Love you, bro. Yeah, we appreciate you, Frank. Yeah, Frank's Frank's uh, out to sea a lot, right? So then when he comes back, he, he like kind of catches up. He catches yeah. up. That's awesome. Uh, well, the next one I can't, the next piece of feedback I can't read because it was <laughs> purposely addressed not, to not me. So you want to take this one, Jones? Uh, our, our pal Charlie writes. Hey, fellas, I'm emailing this account now because I'm not speaking to Pomp <laughs> until he finishes watching The Wire. Perfect. Yeah. I'm, I am on a perfect, like, undefeated streak of being in someone's doghouse every week of the podcast. Um, Charlie, I'm going to... Am I allowed to address him? Absolutely. Okay. Charlie, I know you're not speaking to me right now, but I'm speaking to you. First, I want to start with I love you and I appreciate you. You're a dear, dear friend. Second, I want to say I am deeply sorry that I haven't finished The Wire yet, but I am trying. It's a lot of seasons. I'm going to get through it, and I will make this commitment to you that I will get to the end of The Wire within the next four weeks. I hope that is true. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. You have no choice. Yeah. Well, I just said it on the air, so. You're literally losing our fans. Like, maybe you should get on the show already. I know. All right. All right. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. Sorry, Charlie. Oh, my God, I get to say sorry, Charlie, which is funny. <laughs> anyway, all right. Um, okay, so this, this next piece of feedback comes from Brendan, and this one's not really feedback about our show, but just something he wants us to do. Uh, I don't know how we do it, but he wants us to do a, a, a show on sociopaths. Like, 
the fact I think he's intrigued by the fact that there's so many sociopaths and psychopaths like who walk among us on a daily basis, and he wants us to kind of do a bit on that. I have no idea how to make that into a bit. I think that's a production piece waiting to happen. I think so. So Jonesy, we're going to ask you. We're going to we're going to assign this task to you, my friend. Yeah, I think I have a good idea for this one. <laughs> Maybe. You, Oh, can I tell you ideas that I have yeah. on the air? Yeah, sure. So maybe you could do like an interview with a sociopath. You know what I mean? Yeah, I could do that. I could very easily do that, actually. Yeah, it could be like a jailhouse interview. <laughs> like the Ted Bundy tapes on Netflix, which you should watch. Watched. Done. Watched it. In. <laughs> okay, well, yeah, Brendan, we'll figure something out. I don't know if we can do a, a bit without a production piece. It has to be a production piece. It has to be piece. a production piece. Yeah. Okay, so that was our feedback for this week. That was a lot of good stuff. Always. Yeah. Um, Do we have Ask Me Anything music yet? Or Ask Us Anything music? I think this is the one where Jonesy just sings it on the fly. Oh, perfect. And Jonesy. This is the section of the show where you can ask us anything. Sometimes we get the questions through Instagram. I don't know the name of it. Of what? The Instagram. <laughs> uh, dinner for dessert. It's dinner for dessert. It's at dinner for dessert on Instagram, and you can type in questions to us, and we'll answer them now. <laughs> <laughs> good enough. Good enough. Perfect. <laughs> All right. So the first question is from our good friend, Rich, and it's a simple question. What is the best movie soundtrack ever? That's a simple yet great question. It's really good. Uh, I got it. So I guess I'll, I'll take this one first. Yeah, go. My favorite movie soundtrack. Can I guess? Yeah. Was it He Got Game? No. <laughs> <laughs> no sorry. Continue. <laughs> no. <laughs> Very close, though. Uh, Garden State. Garden State. Very close to He Got Game, for sure. Uh, Garden State's a good one. It's my favorite soundtrack. That's a good one. I own it on uh, vinyl. What's your favorite song on that soundtrack? Who? Uh, wow. My favorite song on the soundtrack, probably Let Go by Frau Frau. What's Frau Frau's real name? <laughs> Frau Min. <laughs> Fra- Francesco Fra- Frankenstein. Francesco. Oh, He's actually the long lost uncle of, of Jeremy Frau. <laughs> I don't know who that is, but oh, I bet it's funny to other people. <laughs> <laughs> what what about you, Pop? Uh, I think I have two that I'm tossing up right now. One would be... All right, well, the question was for the best, not the t- two best. All right, then fine. Rocky Four. <laughs> yes! Uh, bringing it back yes. to Frank the Sailor. So Rocky Four soundtrack is... Uh, if, of all the movie soundtracks of all time, that's the one I listen to consistently the most my entire life. I still listen to it. Makes it. total sense. Yeah, it's fantastic. So just a little tidbit about Frank the Sailor, which may make you view him a little differently. He's a diehard Dolphins fan. Like the, like the animal, I hope, right? <laughs> like the, Miami, the ones of Miami, the football team. Yeah. Sports. <laughs> I still love you, Frank, and appreciate you. <laughs> but you should become a Jet fan. Just saying. We have some good poop talk during the year. Yeah. Ooh, okay. It, no, I still love him. I still love him. It, it stings a little, but he's I love a, him. He's a Met Nick Dolphin fan. That is very strange. Yeah. Very strange. Ah, you know, to each his own. I guess he's a sailor. He lives in Florida. It makes sense. He's a Queens boy originally. Yeah. How could you not be a Jet fan? I don't know, man. I don't know. All right. All right. All right. (laughs) Nobody's perfect. But Frank the Sailor, you're pretty damn close to perfect. 
<laughs> you got this one one flaw. That's it. That's not bad. What about you, Jones? Favorite movie soundtrack? Uh, that's pretty easy for me. I gotta say, The Crow. That's a that's a good one. That's a good one, man. Best song on the Crow soundtrack. Oh man, um, narrowing it down to either that stunt double pilot song or which one? Um, I don't remember which one was in it. Was it? It wasn't plush, was it? No, no, it was a. It was after that. Oh, why am I drawing a blank? Can you sing it? B- big empty. Big empty. Oh, there yeah. you go. It's either that or that Pantera song. I love that one. It's called yeah. the Badge. It's a cover from some other hardcore band that yep. I've never heard of. Nice. Good soundtrack. Good choice. Great movie. No Easy Way Out, by the way. Oh. It probably is the best Rocky Four soundtrack song. So good. But there's, I mean, Hearts on Fire. Is Hearts on Fire? Uh, yeah, of yeah. course yeah. it is. Uh, Burning Heart. <laughs> yes. They're all on there except for Eye of the Tiger. Yeah. Yeah. Four was, and Go in the Distance. Yeah. Four was the soundtrack. That was the... That was the, the workout medley. That was the training montage soundtrack. Yeah. yeah. That was the most montages in one movie mm-hmm. ever. Um, but it doesn't have Go in the Distance, which is... It's okay. It has no easy way out, though. Which then became sampled for the song Victory. Yes. Which is a great song. You know, the sun don't shine forever. I used to be a rapper. <laughs> that was a lie. I just lied on air. Um, okay. So next question uh, is from Brendan, and I'm going to give this one to Jonesy. How many licks does it take to get to the center of a Tootsie Pop? Well, we had a short conversation before the show about this one. Now, my original answer to this question was several, several <laughs> licks. <laughs> but then it came to my attention that that old commercial with the owl Figured it out all the way back in 1961, <laughs> where it was three licks. One, one, two, two, th- three, and then he chomps down on it. One, two, three. three. Yeah. Three. So the answer's three. <laughs> but then, so when I think about Tootsie Pops, I think about Tootsie Rolls, and then I think about the greatest song of all time, which is the Tootsie Roll song from like the early 80s when we were little kids. You remember what I'm talking about? Oh, I do remember. And I think I have that queued up, my friend. Ooh, let's hear it. The world looks mighty good to me. Cause Tootsie Rolls are all I see. Whatever it is I think I see. Becomes a Tootsie Roll to me. Tootsie Roll power, lunch you chocolate chew? Tootsie Roll, I think I'm in love with you. Whatever it is I think I see. Becomes a Tootsie Roll to me. Nostalgia in the purest form. I'm like a little misty right now. That makes me so happy. We should just play that over and over. (laughs) So we were worried about getting sued for playing that, but we figured like the statute of limitations is expired on that song. So hopefully we don't get sued. Yeah, but if it's kind of worth it if we do. Imagine like that's what takes us down. Like you know, oh, you heard about Eric Pop and Jones? They went to jail for playing the Tootsie Roll theme song on their podcast. Uh, so, it's like, what's the worst they can do? Like, oh, stop advertising our product for free. Yeah, yeah it's true. So we tried to look up who wrote that, and all we can come up with was the other Tootsie Roll from '94 by the '69 Boys. So yeah, the '69 Boys wrote that song. Yeah, uh, so well done, guys. Well yeah. done. <laughs> Oh, man. <laughs> All right. Okay. We got so money. Ask us anything. It's going to take us a while to get Did through. Did you say so money? So money. So many money things. <laughs> so many money questions. So many money. Say that 
Say that three times fast. <laughs> do it. Okay. We All do right. have some good some good queries, let me tell you. Okay, so we have Amy, who is a good friend of the show, long-time listener. She actually has a bunch of questions for us this week. Is this first time, long time for her? First time, no. She gave us the feedback about Rock, Paper, Scissors says shoot. Oh, this is Rock, Paper, Scissors? Yeah, but she's going to redeem herself with these questions. Okay. Because Eric is still upset about that. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, I'm making a lot of enemies. Um, so she wrote, <clears throat> if you're leaving a time capsule to be discovered, you know, say like millions of years from now, and you can only put three things into that time capsule. And this is to basically show future civilizations about us. What would those three things be? And I'll start with you, Eric. All right. So first would be um, the real rules to rock, paper, scissors. <laughs> that have <laughs> On a rock. You have to put it on like a big rock tablet. So they'll think they're like the Ten Commandments. Which and says in all caps. <laughs> uh I can imagine that becoming their religion. <laughs> yeah. Like, we found these ancient tablets from... It must have been left here by God Almighty. It says, says shoot. <laughs> That's awesome. How about, uh, so wait. All right. Well, how about we each put one thing in? That's mine. So you put that in. What are you going to put in, Jonesy? It's the only thing that's going to last millions of years. It's a copy of Jock Jams on CD. <laughs> Jock Jams. That's awesome. What an album. You could also put uh, the Space Jam website on the laptop <laughs> and like no internet connection, but just, just you could only go to that. Um, that would be good. Uh, I don't know what I'd put in there. I guess I'd put a Tootsie Roll. <laughs> what? Uh, Best time capsule ever. ever. <laughs> the rules to rock, paper, scissors, uh, says scissors. <laughs> rock, paper, says scissors. Um, <laughs> jock jams and, and the tootsie, tootsie roll like a, the real store one or like the crappy halloween sized one? no the giant one big one yeah the big, yeah that's a good one okay that's like that's like if i open that i'd be if i open that today i'd be pumped <laughs> oh that'd be so good that's a good that's a good time capsule <laughs> it might be a, the best time capsule ever made i'd agree with that all right so okay we got another one uh this one is from charlie who you know what i can't read charlie's ones because he's not talking to me yep, so you got, you'll it. read them charlie asks what countries cities places are on your bucket list to visit if any good question i feel like jones already has this queued up in his head oh yeah without a doubt i want to go to japan i want to go to england i want to go to cleveland mm, cleveland that's I heard it. it's lovely in march <laughs> I've actually been to Cleveland multiple times. Me too. We went there. We played there on tour like two or three times. And right? then I also went back to go to the um, the Hall of Fame in oh, Ohio. Yeah. And then we spent like two nights in Cleveland. Nice. Oh, I mean, Cleveland I've, rocks. I've, I've been there already. They're just on my bucket list. I want to go back. <laughs> it's that good. <laughs> Japan's a great one. I want to go to Japan too. Yeah, I would I would like to also. But, but what's on your list, Bob? I want to go to Alaska. Okay. And I want to go in the summer because it probably sucks in the winter. But I really want to go to Alaska. I've been to Africa, which was on my bucket list, and that was amazing. Um, but I'd go back. Can I go back to the same place? But I mean, I guess you've already checked that off your bucket list. All right. So then I can't say Italy either. But I really like. I went to Italy when I was eighteen and didn't like. Impre- I didn't appreciate it when I was eighteen. I guess you can add it then. I mean, it's also, yeah. you can go to different places. Like, you went to South Africa, right? Like, I'm sure there's other places in the continent you can go to. Like, West Africa? 
No, I don't think anyone wants to go to West Africa. You don't want North North Africa? <laughs> Egypt. I could go to Egypt. Egypt would be cool. Go to yeah. Cairo. Um, do you think they call them Cairoglyphics? Uh, if they don't, it's the biggest missed opportunity I've seen in a while. If like, I was a rapper and I was from Egypt, my name would be Cairoglyphics. Just saying. Glyphics with like an uh, P-H-I-X? Yeah, definitely yeah, spelt, yeah. Yeah. you know, urban <laughs> with a P-H instead of an F or whatever. <laughs> and then... Um, also, actually, also, if I was a graffiti artist, I'd be Cairoglyphics. <laughs> yeah. I'm just saying, that's a great idea. Jones, what do you think? Uh, yeah, I could go with it. Mediocre? <laughs> five out of ten? I could go with it. Yeah. Yeah, I think it. it's above mediocre. Yeah, it is. Less than good, above mediocre. I'm just saying, if I was an Egyptian rapper named Cairoglyphics, everyone would go, that's pretty good. It's better than Flo Rida, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So Yeah, it's terrible. And, and he makes a lot of money, so... <laughs> That's like my, my hip-hop name is Cleve Eland. It's <laughs> a good one. No, it's Soda Pop Jones. <laughs> Figgy Newton. Figgy, <laughs> Figgy Newton's the best. Yeah. Um, so mine, I guess, would be... Um, I want to go to Budapest. Nice. And uh, I'd like to go to... I'd like to see the Aurora Borealis in person. Where's that? Iceland. Uh, oh, I want to go to Iceland, too. <laughs> so let's do that. We should do that. Let's just have... Let's, like, can we all just combine our bucket list? Just make one... Do we need each separate bucket list? Uh, you don't need to do anything. I don't want to I do think, anything without you guys. I think a joint bucket list is the way to go. I agree. Because then we could like weasel out. Weasel out. It's the wrong word. Weed out like <laughs> shit. Uh, crappy. Oh! Oh, I cursed. All right. First all right. of the show. I'm on, I'm on the list. All right. Because um, I'm, I'm stuck because there's so many places I want to go to. So it's, it's a tough one. But I definitely... Um, I think Ala- I'm going to stick to Alaska. I want to go to Iceland with you. I'll definitely go to Japan with you. All right. Um, I'm not going to Cleveland again unless we're playing, yeah, I'm not unless going, we're playing a show yeah, there. I'm not going to Cleveland again either unless we're doing like a, a live podcast or a show with the band. Oh, yeah. man. A live podcast from Cleveland will be so much fun. What was the place we played in Cleveland called? Like multiple Ooh. times. It was like the, the Grog Shop or something. Oh. Is that right? Yeah. It sounds right. Yeah. Can we call the Grog Shop and see if we could do a live DFP episode? <laughs> I guess it like we're hurt. huge in Cleveland, so <laughs> oh, the train goes right there. Is that like is that <laughs> slang or are you like just talking about like commuting no, options? Like Amtrak train goes right there. Oh, no, I thought that's like what he says when he agrees with something. Oh, I thought that was like yeah, it's like a new like slang term. Oh, the train goes right there. <laughs> boom. <laughs> It's the new boom. All right. <laughs> boom goes the dynamite. All right. Um, oh, I can't do the other question. I can't do the next one, too, because it's also from Charlie. All right. I'll take this one. Uh, from Charlie, he says, are there any recent personal instances of today, you, tomorrow, me? I really enjoy that philosophy. It runs. <laughs> so t- today, you, tomorrow, me was that story that Eric brought. I think it was on our holiday episode or our New Year's episode about... You know, it was yeah. That New guy, resolution. Yeah. that guy that was having a horrible day, and his car broke down, and um, and this uh, this family stopped on the side of the road and and helped him, and uh, you know, he, the guy who helped him like didn't speak good, you know, good English. He, he, he didn't, didn't speak he, English well. Yeah, neither do I. <laughs> <laughs> I don't speak well English. <laughs> um, <laughs> I suck. And I'm a podcast host. You would think I'd be good with it's words, okay, man. But it's you know. Okay. Um, and, and at the end, the guy who you know, didn't speak English well said, you know, don't worry about, don't worry about it. I got you kind of thing. He just said today, you tomorrow, me, meaning like I'll help you today. And then one day someone's going to help me yep. and that'll be great. 
I, you know, so here's the weird thing about this. I think I do a lot of these. Um, it's weird to tell you the things I've done because it takes the, I guess, the, the good naturedness out of it if you, like, tell people that you did them. Yeah, see, I, I do things also, and I don't, like, post Facebook statuses about it or make, like, there's accounts on YouTube of people doing good things like that. And, like, I, I get it to each their own, but, like, my the whole point of it isn't to brag. Yeah. I'll say one that I do a lot just because it's a little bit less. It's not a big deal. But I almost always, like, if I go grab, like, coffee with someone, whatever, which is a big thing in, like, my job. Like, everyone's like, oh, let's grab coffee. You know? I always buy. Does that, I guess that's a today, you, tomorrow, me. And I and the joke I always say, because I always pull out my card first or whatever. And, like, they're like, oh, no, let me pay. I'm like, no, no. I'm like, one day I may be dead broke and yeah. I'm going to call you for a favor. And I, I, I say it jokingly, but I also, like kind of serious like yeah hey, i get it just remember i buy you coffee all the time like if i'm ever dead broke and i call you for a favor maybe you help me see you know? I'd, I'd do it some like a uh, uh, one example is like if i'm on and i do the same thing at the like coffee so it's whether it's starbucks dunkin donuts wherever it may be like and if somebody's ordering at the register next to me like i'll just i'll cover their order too and just like walk out like I, I don't even want to speak to you about it like i just do it and leave and i could vouch for you on that one because you've bought me so much taco bell so much fast food in our in, since we since you got your license, so that was what nineteen ninety eight. So since nineteen ninety eight, I've probably racked up a tab with you of like in like the hundreds of thousands of dollars. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Oh, uh, because you're always matter. like, no, no, I got it, I got it. Because you're always driving, and then like, you just pull out your and and because honestly, it doesn't matter. You know what I mean? Like one day I'm going to pay you back big. Like I don't know how, but like one day I'm just like, hey Eric, I bought you a car. But it's not necessary. I know, but I'm going to do it one day. As long as I, I have it, like what what am I going to, I can't take it with me. It's true. I But I'm just saying, one day I'm going to buy you a certified pre-owned Kia Optima <laughs> and I'm going to blow your mind. Uh, it's going <laughs> to be amazing. So yeah, so things like that. Um, it's a great philosophy and just little things you can do in your life uh, could mean so much more to another person. Like you don't know, they could be having the worst day of their life and you would never know that and all of a sudden you just literally change the entire path of their day by like one stupid little $3 thing. Tiny little things really matter. Like, so I've been thinking about this a lot lately. It's like, and this is, everything I'm about to say is cliche and everyone knows it, but I, don't, I think we all forget it and sometimes need to remind ourselves is life is hard for everyone. Like no one has an easy life. Just every like, there's always challenges. You know, whether it's health health issues or money issues or you know going through tough you know tough times with family and whatever. There's always everybody's always got something that's that's you know. And if you're if you can for like a few minutes in a day like make someone whether it's a friend or a stranger or a family member just like feel good just for a few minutes. Like that means more than any gift. And that's why I'm not a huge fan of like regular gift giving. Like, oh, it's, it's, you know, it's Christmas. Let's buy each other gifts. I feel like that's, it doesn't mean anything. Cause it's like, I'm buying you a $50 gift and you buy me a $50 gift. And I it's agree like, so much. And it, it's like an obligation, but like I, the, the little moments where like someone just does like a nice little thing for you, it could, it could change the whole vibe of your day and it, and it super easy to do. So great philosophy we all need to do it more though i want to do a nice little thing for you guys yeah unbeknownst to all of you i have recorded myself doing stand-up comedy recently 
and I would like to play it for y'all. <laughs> oh, you have it here. Yeah. You told us this last week. We thought you were messing with us. Yeah. So it's you a, actually did it? It's a real thing. You're okay with us playing it on the air? Yeah. So we could play that right now? It's hysterically funny. <laughs> yeah? Did you, yeah. you You nailed it? No, I, I smashed it out of the park, uh, so as is they this, would say. I knew he was, he's the freaking talent of the show. Oh. I hate it. I like, I love that you're so talented and that you do awesome <laughs> things like stand up, but like. I hate you're that make, you're so talented. And yeah, you're, you're making me feel <laughs> crappy about myself. So, all right, so I, uh, let's, let's listen to it. Let's see how you did. Mr. Mike Jones, everyone, Mike Jones. All right, is this thing on? Now, hey, everybody, I'm Mike Jones. Uh, you might know me from a podcast I do called Dinner for Dessert. And here are some jokes I wrote that didn't make it into our show. Uh, I was just in Burbank, California. Funny, I didn't see a single bank there. Uh, Well, raise your hand if you're from Burbank. Wow, nobody, huh? Well, I went into an Urban Outfitters the other day, and I went up to an employee, and I asked, do you have any clothing I can wear out of the city? And they said, no. No. Oh, man, it must have been tough to live in the dark ages. You couldn't see anything, could you? It's dark. And uh, what's the deal with fishing? <laughs> you know, who, who even does that? You're just uh, sitting in the boat all day doing nothing. Uh, I was reading in the news the other day that a prisoner was told how he'd be executed, and needless to say, he was shocked. I tried going to the gym the other day, but when I got there, it was closed. I guess it just didn't work out. Didn't, it didn't work out. You get that one, sir? Just didn't work out? Oh. Oh, man. Oh, is this... This is working, right? You guys can hear me? Hey, you ever have, like, a really good dream and then, uh... Right in the middle of that dream, you wake up, like right in the middle of the best part of the dream, and then there you are, like back right in your middle of your stinking life again, right? Oh, man, that's rough, huh? And you know, I, uh, I don't do too much. I'm too lazy. That's my problem. I hang around on my couch and I watch TV. Um, I'm just too lazy, you know? And I realized the other day I could get hit by a truck tomorrow. You know, a big old truck could hit me and paralyze me from the neck down, and uh, not too much would really change, you know? <laughs> oh. <laughs> Ooh. All right, uh, I think that's my time, everybody. Uh, hey, I'm Mike Jones. Uh, listen to my podcast. Oh, whatever. Bye. Well, that was something. <laughs> that was something. That went great. Uh, he, uh, <laughs> did you hear all the, the laughs? <laughs> here's the thing, Jones. Um, <clears throat> I'm proud of you. So I, so proud. It takes a lot of courage to get up there and do that. <laughs> I appreciate you. Always. But I, I think you need some work. I feel like the microphone wasn't working. Uh, it was working. I think the material wasn't working. <laughs> <laughs> that fishing joke was something, though. Yeah. <laughs> oh, gosh. I promise. Right. I came back the next night, and it killed. Yeah, well, can't wait to hear that regret. Slade. <laughs> Sleep. Sleep. Oh, man. All right. 
Well, okay. All right. So, um, Brendan, <laughs> I don't even know how to segue after that. You just got to do it. Just dive just in. Dive in so, Brendan asked us, <clears throat> so should old movies that use language that's considered offensive today, but wasn't considered offensive back when the movie came out, be edited to exclude that uh, offensive language? So, like, I don't know, maybe stuff that was more... Um, like uh, something when I read this the first time I read it, I thought of like ads from back in the day, not movies, but like you ever see some of like the 1950s ads, like how demeaning they were to women. Yeah, it was like it's awful. Like you're like, how did that? How is that okay? You know. Um, so that's the first thing I thought of. But like, you can't. I don't think you could erase the past. That's you know, if things shift, things change, but you shouldn't. Uh, you shouldn't erase the past. You should learn from it, but not pretend it didn't happen. That's my that's my first reaction, I guess. What's yours? Uh, yeah, I agree with that. Um, you know, you also have the choice to not watch something if you don't want to. Yeah, it's, I choose not to watch certain things. Yeah, pretending that it didn't happen doesn't make any doesn't make it better. Doesn't make it better. Doesn't fix any problem. If anything, watching it and going, "Holy crap, that was like a bad thing to say," makes you like more self-aware to be a better person. And you also see how far things have come. Yes, progress. You get to see progress. What you do you think, the, Jones? The number one way that this has already happened is in Looney Tunes cartoons. Like, if you watch those today, like let's say they made like a thousand of them. There's more than that, but let's say a thousand, right? All of the ones that were Speedy Gonzalez cartoons are all gone because they're offensive to Mexicans. All the ones that were Pepe Le Pew cartoons are gone because they were offensive to French people and insinuating that they smelled, right? There was a whole class of 1942 World War II movies that were offensive to Japanese and, to a degree, Germans. Those are all gone. So it's already... It's happened. It's happened and you didn't even know it or didn't even realize it. Well, it's like the um, Simpsons pulling that episode with Michael Jackson in it. Not to go back to last week's conversation, but that's a that's an example of pretend like it's like erasing history. I don't yeah. know. I'm not a fan. Uh, but there are stuff. There are still movies and shows that have a lot of offensive things in them that uh, st- still are out there. Like that movie, Sixteen Candles, is a great example of that. Um, there's a character. It's supposed to be an Asian person being played by a, a white per- a white actor, and it's like super. Super offensive in that movie, but people still love that movie. Yeah. So, all right. Good question. Good question. Serious all right. question. All right. This one is for you, Eric, I think, directly because you're a ukulele guy. Um, Mike Penna wrote, What are your top three favorite ukulele songs? Okay. That's a, that's a good question because there's not much mainstream ukulele music. Yeah. I, don't, I can <clears throat> only think of one ukulele song. Um, so I'll give him I'll give him my top three. Okay, Eddie Vedder released a ukulele album. I don't know if you've ever listened to it. No, it's pretty great. The whole album's just him and a ukulele. Already, uh, it sounds awesome. He does a song called "Without You." Okay. It's a fantastic song. Okay, um, we all know Israel Kamakawiwa Ole uh, somewhere over the rainbow. That's, like, are you sure that's the way you say his name? Because yeah. you said that so confidently. Yeah, that was impressive. It's pretty. It's pretty spot on. Nice. Well done. I'm never going to fact check it. So it doesn't matter, Tom. <laughs> um, well played. <clears throat> that's a good one. But my favorite of all time is uh, "Tonight You Belong to Me" by Steve Martin and Bernadette Peters from The Jerk. I think that that's was the best one. ukulele song ever. Ever. That's written. a good one. 
That's a re- good answer. So, uh, Steve Martin was on Howard Stern, by the way, recently. Fantastic, fantastic, uh, great guy interview. He talked about how like so he had a, he did a lot of things that what what I loved about the interview with Steve Martin was he talked about all these things that he did throughout life that some people could be embarrassed by and he is so confident about it it's amazing so one he was a cheerleader in high school right and so Howard Stern's first thing was like hey did you get a lot of crap for being a cheerleader he's like no why <laughs> like no it was awesome it was like to me it was like performing and I loved it I got in front of a crowd every night like it was amazing I was like a, I was like a star yeah as a, as a confident person would say yeah it was such a great response like like it was like why would i be embarrassed about that and then he played ukulele which is obviously not you know the prototypical cool guy instrument i mean as a prototypical cool guy it's my favorite instrument too so i understand where he's coming from yeah so it's awesome he also did magic which off the air we talked about how <laughs> magic is dorky but he did magic too that and he said like that was his first his first foray into comedy because it's like the, I guess magic, I never bought a magic trick, but you could buy magic tricks and they come with scripts like to tell, like to teach you how to perform. And he's like, when I was like eight years old, I would, my parents got me a couple of these and it was like my first like foray into, um, into, into entertainment. So anyway, I just thought when you talked about him playing ukulele, I love that you had like, you had no idea that I was going to say Steve Martin like once on this episode. No clue. Yeah, you had something ready to go for Steve Martin. That makes me so happy. No, yeah, because I listened to that pod, I listened to that Howard Stern interview in the car the other day, and I was just like, I was mesmerized by this guy. Like, Steve Martin's like, he's done a million awesome things in his life. He's a true renaissance. Are man. you familiar with that song? No. You should, listen, yeah. you should watch the YouTube video. It's like a two, it's only two minutes long. It's, it's the two of them performing it on, like on a beach in the movie, and it's a beautiful duet. It's a great little song. I love it. Do you know the movie My Blue Heaven that he was in? It's a great movie. Do you know My Blue Heaven and Goodfellas are the same, based on the same script? Little I did not f- know that. fun fact. So My Blue Heaven is like the Goodfellas story made into a comedy. It's all about Henry Hill, who's a real guy who just yeah. died recently. Um, anyway. Steve Martin's great. That's what I can take away from all that. Yeah. So great question, Mike Panna, because... It sparked a, a a lovely little discussion about. And there's not many people Steve that would Martin. be able to give three good ukulele songs. I was surprised, like when I saw that, uh, like on the notes, I was like, "There's no way anyone knows three ukulele songs." But you know a lot. That's awesome. Well, that Eddie that Eddie Veter album is uh, really good. Eddie Veter, awesome. You want to take the next one, Jones? Our friend Chuck writes to us and says, "If dinner for dessert was a music festival, what ten current bands would you have play?" Okay, music festival like Coachella, like Fire Festival, like Fire, yeah. Except it would really happen. Yeah. Um, all right. So first off, let's change that number to nine, so we can each choose three, okay. and it fits nicely. Okay, let's do it. I like nine. Nine's a good number. Joan, you, you, Jones, you're kicking this off. The three bands that I would want to see at a festival the most, because I feel like they the, these three are like a, enough of a spectacle and like a change of pace to be interesting to everybody. I want to see the band The Bronx because they're wild. Uh, they're like super punk rock. They're a ton of fun. The singer jumps in the crowd and does most of the show from the crowd. It's, it's a lot of fun. Question though, before you go on, to kind of set the, the ground rules here, are we going to try to create a theme for this music festival or we're just going across any like they, no, because they don't have to fit none together? Of the, none of the festivals have themes. Like Coachella has something, everything from uh, the the 
the hologram of Tupac to, you know, like churches. Like, there's so many. But do they have, like, metal bands there? Probably they not. They have rock bands. They do? Okay. Yeah, at the drive-in played. Okay. You know, so the, like, all right. So okay. Yeah. Good. All right. I've never been to one, so I don't know. All right. Back. Back to you, Jones. Sorry. Uh, next would be a band that I like a lot called Ghost. Um, they're like a Norwegian, Swedish, Scandinavian, Finnish, every other country that's up there uh, kind of band. They're pretty awesome. I've never got to see them live, but I watched a live show online once, uh, and it was very theatrical. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. I've seen them live seven times. And they're they're different every time. They're they have different uh, wardrobe changes. They're not for everyone. I get that, but like if I was going to put together a festival, that's the kind of band I'd want to see. Yeah, like, yeah. It, it sets them apart from everybody else. And then the third band would be uh, I don't know Rolling Stones. <laughs> <laughs> All right, fair that's enough. Good. I'd want to make some money with my festival, and I feel like that'd be the way to do it. It's good call. How about you, Eric? All right, so we don't again because this is a festival, and it could be. All different types of music. Uh, my first choice would be Outcast. Good Ooh, call. That's a good one. Um, I, I was lucky enough to see them live once, and it was glorious. So I'd love to see them together on stage. Uh, second would be Gogo Bordello. They're amazing live. Uh, that would just be super fun for the crowd. They have like fire breathers. Their stage show is just gypsies doing crazy things. Like It's, it's so a, good. That's a great one. Uh, and third, I would probably choose, let's say, Rancid. I s- I'm not kidding. <laughs> I swear to God, Rancid just popped into my head. I s- I'm not even kidding you. I think I'm a psychic. That's Eric, crazy. I, you know I swear funny? to you. I know you're not going to believe me, but I, I was just thinking in my head because I, I was thinking about my, my answers. And as you're talking, I went, oh, you know who would be great? Rancid. <laughs> In my head, that just happened, and then you said Rancid. That's weird. Super weird. If awesome. I, if I had a fourth choice, it would have been Rancid. That's yeah. crazy. I've seen Rancid live. They are yeah. phenomenal live. Awesome show to watch, and that would get a crowd going crazy at a festival. Oh, that's really good. Okay, right. man, you guys picked so many good ones. All right. My first one would be Wu-Tang Clan. Yes! <laughs> I think they would put on an amazing show. Everyone likes Wu-Tang. Everyone likes Wu-Tang. And I've been listening to them a lot lately. <laughs> Wu-Tang's so. for the children. Yeah, man. Yeah. Um, rest in peace, uh, old dirty bastard. Rip in peace. Um, hoof. Okay, so this is uh, something called recency bias because I just discovered this band about two days ago. But the Interrupters. <laughs> I knew you were going to say <laughs> it's totally recency bias. But he's th- been pushing it on us like he bought stock in them. <laughs> yeah, just just like two days ago, I discovered this band called the Interrupters, and the song "She's Kerosene." Is so good. I bet you they put on an amazing live. I'm not show. gonna lie, it is good. I just I love when you push a new thing. I get really excited very easily. That's why things. I love it. Um, so that was a two so far. Uh, but that's purely like if you asked me this in three weeks, I probably that wouldn't be on there. I don't it's know. It's fine. It's right now. It's right now. Um, okay, so we have a punk band, a, uh, a rap group, and then I would do um, I would do a synthwave band. And I would do um, FM 84. Look at you. Because they have probably the best uh, synthwave single, which is um, Running in the Night, which I also am recommending, even though it's not the recommending (laughs) section. It's called Running in the Night. The band is called FM, like the letter F, letter M, as in Michael, hyphen 84. And that's that. 
That's three. That'd be like if you had like the late night tent, they would play that for like four hours. Yeah. And that would be the best thing ever. Synthwave is the greatest thing ever. So uh, another thing, completely off topic. I'm like recommending as I go. I don't care. I'm sorry. I'm on the I'm on a roll right now. There's a synthwave playlist that someone made on Spotify that specifically like go to sleep synthwave. It's like chill, sleep, like, oh, it's amazing. Like, if you want to have, like, lucid dreams, go to sleep listening to Synthwave. I'm <laughs> just saying. Anyway. So that was it. We did it. That was our, that's our set. That's, our, that's, our, a, that's a hell of a show. That's a great lineup. Like, uh, I might actually go to my first festival if that was the lineup. You want to split a tent? <laughs> just saying. <laughs> go have some of tent? Yeah. All right. What's next? Blank man. Blank asks. <laughs> oh boy. The industrial revolution changed the face of modern novel forever. <laughs> Disgusts. So we have a we have a strict policy here that we'll answer any question you give us, no matter how like not funny it is. Uh, so the question is, uh, say it again. <laughs> The Industrial Revolution changed the face of modern novel forever. Of, of the modern novel? Like 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 literature, basically? Yeah. Like it changed books? Okay, so... All right, <laughs> you're, let me, ta- you're taking this. Woof! Okay, so I'll say this. So the Industrial Revolution changed a lot of things. So before the Industrial Revolution, um, literature was very... And like education in general was very like liberal artsy. It was very like learn about philosophy, you learn about English. Just well, only wealthy people really had the uh, luxury to study and read books, right? Poor people didn't. But the Industrial Revolution came along and it kind of like balanced out wealth a little bit instead of like super rich people and super poor people. People were able to get rich by like working at a good job at a factory and or even running a factory, you know, and... Um, literature started becoming less like philosophical, like deep stuff. And people started reading to read like instruction manuals on how to do a job. Like, so it became much more uh, practical education. You know, book reading was like, all right, uh, learn how to, you know, run a steel mill. You know what I mean? And that, that type of literature came out. So I would say, I don't know how it changed the style of books, but I think the people that wrote the books were the educated ones who probably were anti-industrial revolution because they saw how education was changing and how the vibe stuff was changing. <laughs> the faces that Eric is making at me right now is amazing. Uh, and so they probably had a lot of undertones of like the industrial revolution is killing our, 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 our liberal artsy vibe. And probably less people read at that point. So that's that's my answer. Sandy was high school football rules. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what happened. I blanked out. <laughs> did, we, did, we, did we just hear my stand-up comedy bit again? <laughs> <laughs> well, he asked a stupid question. I had to answer it. What do you want from me? We have a rule here. We're going to always answer these questions as best as we can. <laughs> so that's the incredible. best I could do. I'm proud. It's better than I would have done. Oh, you don't even want to know what I would have come up with. I have no, none of what I said makes any sense. <laughs> <laughs> We're all not stupider for having listened to that. <laughs> all right. Hopefully, the next question's easier than that. Jesus, I'm sweating actually. Oh man. Okay. All right. So, Amy, 
had um, some more questions for us. So um, she's got two. The first one is, and this is a long one. I'm going to give this one. I'll give the first one to Jonesy, and then Eric will give you the second one. Okay. So Jonesy, do you think people can adapt and train themselves to not be afraid in objectively terrifying situations? Or are people who are successful at doing terrifying things just biologically predisposed? Disposed, predisposed. Predisposed. It's a hard word. It's the hard. Why? To, it's to, like back to, to back her, difficulty to, here. To her, the it's a hard one. <laughs> That's a hard one. Are are success people who are successful at doing terrifying things? Are they just biologically predisposed? <laughs> disposed. <laughs> disposed. Predisposed. Are they genetically predisposed to have little to no fear? If it is biological, is that more likely to be evolutionary benefit or detriment? And then she mentioned the documentary Free Solo about the guy who climbed that um, El Capitan mountain without any harness. Yeah, psycho. So is so the question, Jonesy, in, in general is... There's your sociopath. Yeah, yeah, that guy's crazy. So the question is basically, can you teach yourself to not be scared of things or just some people just naturally less scared of certain things i i think there's a little of both going on i'm going to equate it to not that i talk about it that often but i, I work as a 911 operator for our local county right i during a shift i'll take a couple hundred calls ranging from complete non-emergency to the worst day of a person's life um when you first come in the door in a place like that every time you hear the little beep in your earpiece the call is live. You don't have a choice to take the call or not. And that's, uh, that can be very terrifying for people. You know, that you'll just be sitting there waiting for a call to come in four or five minutes goes by with nothing to do. And then there's a little beep and then there's someone screaming, you know, and you have to figure out what's going on and you have to do your job. You know, over time, I I would say from experience and training, you can overcome some of that. Like to the point where now I've been working there for years and I, when I go in, I don't think twice about whether I can take a call or not. Like it's just whatever's going to get thrown at me. I'm, I know I'm going to take care of it. I have the, the skills and the experience to get through it. The wherewithal. Yeah, exactly. But the... It's um, a good word. To just be thrown into a situation... Not as good as predisposed. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, continue. But just to be thrown into a situation, there are going to be people that uh, you know have a little bit of fearlessness. You know, I've seen it uh, from getting hired at my job where I work with 190 other people. There are people that came in predisposed to doing that kind of work. They were members of a fire department or other EMS services, and they kind of have like a leg up on how to do things. I mean, I guess that goes back to experience also. But Yeah, I think I, I would agree with you, though, that it's it's a little bit of both. But a lot, I think what you're... You know, repeti- like just doing something over and over, training yourself, preparing yourself for the fear uh, is nine times out of ten the, the reason why we look at someone and say that person's fearless. Like when people are working on like high rises, like 300 feet in the air, I look up there. I'm like, I would never, ever, ever do that. My fear but of heights th- makes me my heart palpitate just watching them do that from the ground. Yeah, and I bet you they were scared too the first time. I don't think those people are just like, ah, this is easy. Like, I'm sure the first time they're like, eh. No, see, I don't think that they have that fear. Just I literally think that they don't have that. Like, they weren't born with that. I could see that. 
You know, I, I have it with on a much obviously lower scale, but with spiders, I'm a giant man and I see a tiny spider and my heart stops beating. I'm like, I can't, I've tried to, I've tried to put myself in front of them, touch them. Like it just, nothing helps. I hear you. I want to die every time I see one. Yeah. No, it, it, some, some fears are just like, they're just deeply ingrained into your brain. I think for the most part, I would say like. Eight times out of ten, though, you can train yourself to get over any fear. Uh, but some are just ingrained in certain people. Like, for me, um, probably the one thing that I'm most um, scared of, but not really anymore, but I was very scared of, was flying. Uh, so I used to love flying. But then uh, when I was about 18, my uncle died in a plane crash. And right at that same time that he died in a plane crash... Um, I was on a flight in Italy, funny enough, um, where as soon as it was a tiny little plane where we were going from like one part of Italy to another. So it was like a tiny like prop propeller plane, like tiny. It took never, off. I would never. Yeah. It took off and about 30 seconds after takeoff, the, the engine stalled. So it was like, you know, when you, a plane takes off, it's like super loud at first. Like, it was like, I was like, what the hell? And you look out the window, and we're only like a maybe 500 feet off the ground. I'm like, huh, okay, that's not good. And then it like the engine like kicked back on again, and then like started moving, and then the engine stalled again. And then it kicked back on again, but like super loud, and then all of a sudden it, like it was good. And the captain got on, I was like, oh, we had some cabin pressure issue or something. I forgot what he said. And he's like, uh, w- you know, we may be making an emergency landing. And then he's like, uh, we're we're gonna go ahead with the flight, and it was an. Ap- <laughs> oh, no. So imagine that, like he just says, we may make an emergency landing after two engine stalls, and then comes back on and says, now nah, we're just gonna do it. We're gonna push through this. So that next hour, it was like an hour and a half flight. That hour and a half was the longest hour and a half of my entire life. And when that plane landed, I realized that I had like three more flights before I was home. You know what I mean? I picked you up from the airport. Yeah, yeah. I remember know. there was a, you jumped in my car, and that's the first thing you like were venting about. Yeah. So imagine, like, so I landed, and I was like, there was a part of me I didn't like say it out loud, but subconsciously it was like three more flights, and then I'm home. Three more flights. I just have to survive three more flights, and then I'm home. And I didn't say this out loud, but somewhere deep in my head, it's like, and I'm never flying again <laughs> because f that. And I think that coupled with my uncle. Um, passing away in that that plane crash just like triggered a fear of flying which makes sense and every time i've i've flown since then it's always been very sporadic because i didn't really travel for work a lot back back you know in like my 20s um and when we were touring with the band we always toured in a van we never flew to shows um so the length of time between each flight like years would go by before we get on a plane again, it would build up that fear to like a fever pitch. So when I got on the flight, I like I, while the plane's taking off, I'd be like, hearts like, doo, 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 doo. I know it all like too sweating. well. It's like the worst feeling in the world. And I would have to like drink. I'd have to like chug Jack Daniels before I got on the flight, you know, pop like a, a clonopin. You and me both. Right. And, but then I, I started traveling a lot for work recently and like a lot. And, what I realized is the more you fly, the less scary it is because you get used to it. And like, it's not this big thing anymore. And you're like, you, you like know all the engine sounds, you know, like, and you realize 
Like I've been driving to work a lot lately through like Queens, New York, which is the worst place to drive in rush hour. <laughs> and I think to myself, I'm like, there's like a million people on this road and they're all idiots and they're all like looking down at texting. Like the chance of me dying in a car crash are very high right now, but I'm not scared for some reason. It's like a weird thing that to be scared of flying, but not scared of driving. Yeah. So my point is after repetition of flying lately, I am not scared at all anymore. I don't even care. I like actually like it. It's relaxing. I don't fly enough to, to ever come close to breaking that fear. And I just, I always view it as, um, I just can't, Put it together in my head how something so gigantic can coast through air. Yeah, and I never will. You can you can tell me every mechanical spec on how it works, and my brain just will not compute it. Yeah, it's a you it's know a, what I mean. It's an eerie feeling for sure. I'd rather take my chances on the ground, even though they statistically my odds are higher. <laughs> yeah, it's it, man. This is a great question. Yeah. Like I have, I have a bad fear of heights. Like even ask Terry. Like when we went to the, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in Cleveland, that's Cleveland. A big, that's, a, that's a big <laughs> pyramid building, and the inside is, it's like six or seven stories tall, right? Yeah. But the higher you go, the more narrow the place gets, right? And there's like up at like the fifth floor, there's like a little theater. I couldn't walk across the walkway from the escalator to the theater because I was freaking out so hard. I was like, I feel like I'm way too high right now. Yeah. I get that at um, football games, like walking down. You know what I'm talking about? When you're like the, the upper, like the mezzanine section or whatever, and you're like walking down to yeah, find your don't seat. don't fall, don't I'm fall, I'm like, don't if I fall. trip, if I trip, that's the end. It's over. I don't even know if I'm as worried about pain as I am about everyone laughing at don't, me in yeah, section. Exactly. Like, how do I sit in my seat again? Did I ever tell you that happened to me at a concert oh, one time? Oh, I Not, couldn't. I couldn't. I'd leave. Uh, like a, a, a quick story, right? I was at Jones Beach seeing fish a couple years ago. And fish gross. Oh, it was a fun time. They they, <laughs> they, they stink as a band, but I, I like seeing them. So they do like a like an hour and a half set, and then they do a half hour intermission, and then another hour and a half set. The intermission came. A bunch of people left, like uh, especially the row that I was in. Like everyone to my right left. During this intermission, I'm playing with my little T-Mobile sidekick because that's how long ago this was. Awesome. And I hear this big boom, right? And I, I start like right to my right. I turn and I just see this guy sitting in a chair next to me and that's all I see. But then I, I start hearing yelling from above me and then I look up and like all I hear is people screaming and I see like people like holding their head like, oh no. And then I look at the guy next to me and like blood is coming out of his mouth and then I look down and I see that like the next four chairs in front of me are all broken in half. This guy jumped from the top of the balcony at Jones Beach, which is like, it's got to be like three stories. It's, right? it's Yeah. It's pretty high, you know, and he landed right next to me. Damn. And those seats are unforgiving. Oh, yeah. And he broke them with his chest. They have no give. No yeah. give. There's no give. No cush. So they, they, hel- they helicoptered him out of there, and then they roped off the entire area, and they had like the cops taking pictures. Wow. And then the band comes back on, and they're like, yeah, we love music, blah, blah, blah. And I couldn't take it. I, I had to leave. That's it's a good crazy. choice. Yeah. Yeah. Jeez. All right. Do you want to talk about... Well, you talked about your fear of spiders. Any other fears you want to... No, no. I'm ready for this next one you said you had lined up for me. Yeah, this one's for you, Eric. All right, so uh, another one from Amy is, what's one thing everyone should add into their daily routine to make their lives noticeably better? Noticeably better. (laughs) You're having a day. I'm having quite a day. This could be an ask us anything question or something for another segment, but I think this is a perfect ask ask us anything question. So what's one thing? What's one thing... Give yourself a compliment on something. 
That's good. That's a good one. Tell yourself either I don't know. It could be anything as shallow as you look. You look great in that shirt today, and walk out of the house, or like um, you know, you did a great job with whatever it was yesterday. Uh, just give yourself something positive in the morning. Try and start your day off on like a good note. I like that. Can you give yourself a compliment right now? Um, Eric, you uh, you know, you installed a uh, a video doorbell today, and you did a great job with uh with no prior experience. You didn't electrocute yourself. I didn't electrocute myself. I didn't turn the breaker off either because I couldn't figure out which one it was. So there you go. There you go. Nice job, man. Well done. Oh well, thanks. <laughs> I like that. That's a good one. So yeah, I feel like if you compliment yourself, you uh, you would start your day off right instead of being like, oh, it's early and I have to go to work. You know, like yeah, maybe try to change your change your mood up a little bit. I don't know. I don't do it. I should, probably should try it. You should do it. But I feel like that would be something that would make my day a tiny bit better. I like that. How about you, Jonesy? I would make my bed in the morning. That's a, funny enough. I that's s- a good one. I was gonna say that. All right, all right. You're pulling this card a lot tonight. I know. I'm just saying. <laughs> but uh, so, why so, would you make your bed? It's a big deal. It's uh, it starts the day off right. You know that when you get home and you're tired, you look at that bed and it's all made, and you're like, "I did that. I did that hours ago to prepare myself for this moment." It's also a nice thing to do with if you're living with somebody, you know, and maybe they go to bed before you. It's nice that they can get into a made bed and be like, "Oh." It's also nice to walk out of your place and having that be a sight. Yeah, you know, it, it it's one of those things. I, I feel like um, being productive is contagious. Like if you start your day by doing something productive, it just snowballs into a very productive day. If you start off your day lazy, um, you'll stay lazy all day. I noticed that when we were like home from tour a lot, we didn't have jobs. Like we'd just come home. <laughs> I'd be like, yeah, I'm going to go to the gym. But since I have nothing to do all day, I'll, I'll get around to it when I get around to it. And then all of a sudden, it's like three in the afternoon, and you still haven't got to the gym. And then you just... Like, or done oh. anything. Yeah. And so you're like, you're still in your pajamas. It's three in the afternoon. And you wasted the entire day. And you're you're like third bowl of Cinnamon Toast Crunch. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And you're like, wow, this was a waste of a day. But um, if you... you know, Like, we went back in time, and we started our days when we were home from tour, didn't have jobs... Uh, and just made our beds. I bet you we'd be like, oh, well, now they made my bed. Let me, uh, I'm gonna do some laundry. We go get a haircut. Yeah. Go to the gym. Little GTL. Yeah, GTL. <laughs> That's a good one. All right. So this is the last question. Wow. What a ask us anything this has been. Yeah. This is a really good ones. This is like a two hour session. <laughs> yeah. We're gonna have to cut the rest of the show. I no think. way. <laughs> we got a lot to go. It's like, okay. Um, this is the last ask us anything. It's from Jones's fiance Terry. And she's asking us, would you rather have super strength or the ability to fly? All right. So I'm kind of a strong dude and I'm so afraid of flying that I might choose flight just to like, help myself overcome that fear. I think if I had the control, like if I knew that if I fell out of a plane and could soar to my like healthy landing on the ground, I'd be totally okay with it. I'm choosing flight. It's a good call. How about you, Jones? I feel like super strength is a pitfall. Like I would be constantly breaking things because I wouldn't <laughs> like I'd be breaking car doors off, like trying to open them up. Like I would have no idea of my strength. I think if I flew, that would solve all my problems. Yeah, I agree. Flight because super strength is it's not really it doesn't give you any practical advantage in normal life. No, you could just fly away if you needed to. <laughs> yeah. Like what's the advantage of being super strong? Like 
if you have super strength and you get into a bar fight, you're going to kill someone and you're going to go to jail. So Which that, you can then punch your way out of, but you can avoid all that by yeah. flying. <laughs> yeah, flight. For sure, flight. All right. So the next segment, that well, first before we go to the next segment, I just want to say kudos, guys. That was a great round of Ask Us Anything. That was. I, I, that, all, was a, that was like a pressure cooker right there. Man. Yeah. To everyone who, who submitted questions, thank you so much. Blank man, I hate you. Forgive me that horrible question about the Industrial Revolution, but I still love you. Pomp, I love you for uh, saying predisposed. <laughs> like <laughs> multiple times. Yeah. Oh, I actually I'm, had to step in and take that line over. Yeah, thank you, for, <laughs> thank you for bailing me out, by the way. That's real friendship right there. That was a today, you, tomorrow, me. There yeah, you go. Yeah, man. Thank you. I appreciate you. I appreciate you. Um, okay, so now this brings us up to recommendations. Jonesy, burp, burp, sing it. Burp, burp, burp. Oh, it's you, Eric? Go, uh, I go, don't go know. Again. <laughs> I was just doing the, uh, you can't do that on television. Do, 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 do. All right, here's the real theme song. Do, 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 do. Recommendations. <laughs> All right, good enough. <laughs> All right, so uh, Jones, why don't you go first? I would like to re- recommend to you guys. I'm so glad someone else had a flub tonight. <laughs> it's that couch. You yeah. guys are contagious. It's the couch. <laughs> I was at work the other night, and my friend brought in what might be the best potato chip ever it's a pringles extra 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 hot chili and lime potato crisp and it is so good is it chili and lime or chile and lime like from chile the country no no it's chili like uh that's some spicy chili oh okay nice. no, nothing nothing to do with the chileans okay i wish you would have bought a, a can <laughs> yeah so we could try it maybe maybe next time you'll think about us oh no <laughs> They are so hot, but so good. Well, next time I see them, I will have to pick them up and try. Yeah. They're in a purple tin, you know, like the ones that look like they hold tennis balls, but not. Yep. And, yeah. you, and it's your no adult hand can fit in it. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> How about you, Eric? Um, well, I installed a Ring Pro doorbell on my house today. Mm-hmm. And, and you didn't it, electrocute yourself? I didn't electrocute myself, and it's working, and nice. it's fantastic. So there you go. I think uh, everyone should own one. Because are they expensive? I got the pro model and it was two forty. Reasonable. Reasonable. Great camera. Uh night vision. You can't put a price on safety, Eric. You cannot. You cannot. And uh I live in a house with my sister and her three children, so I like to keep things as safe as possible. And it's been a long time coming. They make two cheaper models. They make like the ring one and the ring two, which both have battery packs that you take out like every month to charge. They're a little cheaper. They're like 150 or whatever they are. Uh, this one, you plug in, you you hook something up to the transformer in the chime box of your regular doorbell, and that powers it, so you don't have to ever worry about it. That's, That's why awesome. I went with the Pro. Nice. Which one of those uh, comes with the VHS tape where it, you die after watching it for seven days? <laughs> <laughs> That's the good one. That's the the ring. You got to pay extra to die? Yeah. yeah. All right. All right, nice. Uh, I feel I, like if I watched that video, I wouldn't die. No, no. She'd come out and she'd like do her thing and you just like backhand slap her. <laughs> knock her out. Like Samara, get back in the just goddamn well. Cool your jets, Samara. <laughs> right. Cool your jets. Um, okay, so my I have a couple today. Uh, my first yeah, one is... She, oh my God. I get excited. You have a list. I like a lot of stuff. All right. For those who live in the New York area or visit the New York area, you need to go to L&B... Spumoni Gardens. Okay, first off, if you live in this area and haven't been, uh, you are have you no kidding soul. me? Yeah. Their Sicilian pie is the greatest thing on, on earth. Have you ever had it, Jonesy? I've had it. I've never been there to have it, but it's been 
to, brought to me. Uh, oh, you you got to have it there. Yeah, it's awesome. For those who have not indulged, it is a Sicilian pie, but it's very, very different than a normal Sicilian. It's so the it's just the bread is the same. It's a, it, it's a it tastes amazing. Like for every ingredient is like off the charts amazing. But the bread it's bread, then the mozzarella cheese, and then the sauce, and then they sprinkle Parmesan cheese on top. So and their sauce is a little peppery. Yeah, I love it. It's got such uh. a good flavor. And when you look at it from the outside, if you didn't know, you would think that it's like a pie with no cheese on it. It looks like a marinara slice or something. Uh-huh. But they're <laughs> fooling you because the cheese is underneath the sauce. It's the greatest thing on, on the planet. It's amazing. And we went there this past weekend. Um, it was my daughter's first time. She like she loved it. Yeah, it was it's the best. It really is the best. And every time I would look at the notes and see that, for some reason, my brain would always read it as scallion pie, and I would get like so confused, and then I have to go back and be like, "Oh, Sicilian." Yeah. For some reason, I thought it was scallion pie all week, and I kept wanting to like know so bad what that is, but it doesn't exist. Yeah, but they probably make scallion pies <laughs> <laughs> in England. All right, my other one is the show After Life uh, on yes. Netflix. It's so good. It's a Ricky Gervais uh, show. It's only like eight episodes. It's super fast. You could you could binge it in a day, in like a half a day. Is it eight or six? Maybe six. I think it's six. And we watched this at the same time without telling each other. Yeah. When we did talk about it, we had both already watched it. It is. Oh, it was fantastic. I'm not. I'm going to be. I'm going to be super vulnerable with you guys right now. Oh, I'm going to also. Don't worry. I, I teared up. You and me both. Probably seven times. Yeah. I also laughed so hard. I did the laugh cry when yeah. like you cry, like the tear comes down your cheek, but then you start laughing because it's like it's like so, oh, just like six half hour episodes, and it was one of the craziest emotional roller coasters I've been on. It really like rips like your heart out of yep. your chest, and like in a good way. Like by the way, I, I don't want people to think that the tears came from like it being like super depressing. It's not a depressing. No, no, no. no. It's, a, it's heartwarming. It's like it just it gives you the feels, and also hysterical at certain and moments. Really funny. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, if you don't watch Afterlife on Netflix, you're really missing out. So I'm going to jump on that one with you as a wreck because it was that good. Awesome. Awesome. And then my last one I already talked about, but I'll just say it again. For those who like punk rock, there's a band that I just discovered that, I, that I'm putting on our Coachella, um, our DFD Coachella. It's the Interrupters and the song of She's Kerosene. And that's it. That's my recommendations. The- I was going to do a thing I hated, but it's been like a very positive episode, and I don't want to bring that negativity on board. What? So oh. I, think, I think I'm going to leave my things I hate off. You're going to skip the things I hate? Yeah. That's fine. That's fine. Then we should probably skip the news, because in the news is all bad stuff, and just go straight <laughs> to the speak I learned. What do you think? Yeah, I'm with it. All right, Jones, why don't you go first on your, your this week I learned? I got two quick ones. Uh, I know that we've been talking about Hawaiian pizza a lot on this show. Because yep. it rules? Yeah. And I just wanted to let you guys know that it's the most popular pizza variety in Australia. It accounts for 15% of all pizza sales. Yeah. That's because wow. our, our brothers in the land down under know what's up. Yeah. Good for them. That's why I love Australians. They used to, Vegemite used to be the, uh, the top, but now Hawaiian pizza just it took just over. It just completely took over the Vegemite. So if Men at Work <laughs> did land down under now... He just smiled and gave me a Hawaiian pizza. That's how it would go. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> so, Boom. Nailed uh, it. Colin Hay, the singer of Men at Work. Jones <laughs> <laughs> just quit the show again. <laughs> Colin Hay, the singer of Men at Work, uh, has a song on the Garden State soundtrack called Just Don't Think I'll Ever Get Over You, and it's an absolutely beautiful song. He's great. So to tie that in. It all comes full circle. I love it. I love it when that happens. He also has an album called 
man down under, I believe. Yeah. That's very sensual sounding. <laughs> <Yeah>. uh, <laughs> um, okay, I got one. Uh, so I thought this was, this was a very nice thing. Uh, Mr. Rogers, from Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood fame, always mentioned out loud that he was feeding his fish. And the reason why he always said it out loud is because uh, a young blind viewer a long time ago asked him to do it so that he knew that the fish were okay. So Mr. Rogers would always be like, I'm feeding my fish now. And he would say it out loud so the blind kid knew that the fish were still alive. But how did the blind kid know there was fish to begin with? Uh, well, that, that I did not learn this week. <laughs> <laughs> this week I didn't learn how he knew there was fish in the first place. Well, Damn you, Eric. <laughs> that's why uh, Mr. Rogers is part of the uh, nice guy trinity. Who's the other two? Uh, Bob Ross and yeah. Steve Irwin. Wow. So that's your... Uh, the nice guy trinity. Yeah. They're like the father, the son, the Holy Spirit. They are. They're the, that's it. There's no, one, there's no one that set a better example for kids. Think about it than the three of them. Yeah. That's amazing. Rip in peace. Rip in peace. All three of them. I hope they're like just being awesome together. They're totally painting happy little trees while tying their shoelaces with a train set. <laughs> and, and you know. Putting their feet in the kiddie pool with the mailman. Like, yeah. Mr. Rogers was so good for stuff like oh, that. Oh, amazing. All right. Uh, what else did you learn this week, Jonesy? I learned that there are still 2.1 million subscribers to America Online's dial-up internet service. <laughs> That's incredible. I feel like my mom's one of them. And there's no way really to know how many of those are just people being billed and not knowing it. And people that are actually using the service. But I was reading this article about how this guy went and he was like, you know what? Like AOL still a thing. I can sub I can subscribe to it. Let me go use it. And he could not for the life of him find a modem that worked with Windows 10 with his computer. <laughs> but he eventually found one, got himself online, and it was mega slow. <laughs> for one Google search, it took him like two and a half minutes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I remember the days very well. <laughs> I did really love the the you've got mail yeah and the uh, like the the animation when you're logging in so where it's the like running the running guy, guy. <laughs> yeah that was good there's oh, still places does. in the country though where you can't get high speed service so yeah. that's all you're stuck with so yeah. I mean if you're stuck with that it's better than nothing it's true. is it yeah it's better than nothing <laughs> I guess it is yeah all right, so the other thing I learned this week is the first Hershey's chocolate bars that were made with almonds, they came out in 1908, and the reason why they made um, like chocolate bars with almonds is because chocolate was super expensive back then, and almonds were super cheap, and so they basically, by putting almonds in, they could get more bars out of the same amount of chocolate. Makes sense. Yeah, it makes complete sense, but now it's funny because almonds are super expensive now. Almonds are my favorite city food. Oh, like the ones those in cinnamon, the little the cinnamon cones almonds you get it, in the cone. Those are the best. That's my favorite, like street cart city food. And that smell, like oh. when you walk by the the street cart, it's like, amazing. Oh, it's man. amazing. I'm usually like people look at me like I'm crazy when I say that, but I love them. No, I'm with you. I love them too. They're so like outside of Penn Station, you walk by, you're like, oh, how do I not get those right now? <laughs> And they make them so easy. Like, they put it in that cone. You're like, I don't have to touch. I could just, like, carry that cone wherever I go. Stick it in my pocket if I need to. Yeah. Oh, so good. So I don't know if you saw the Hershey's commercial for the new bar that came out that has Reese's Pieces in it. Oh, wow. That's, yeah. that's huge. <laughs> huge. Huge. So that made me happy as my favorite candy. 
They came out. They came out with another one recently. I think it's called Hershey's Gold, and it's like Hershey's with a with a pretzel in it, and something else. I don't know. Does it's that really gold good. in it? No, it's not. Does <laughs> it have no a golden gold. ticket? <laughs> there's no no golden tickets. I've got a golden ticket. <laughs> there's something about it though. It's it's pretty tasty. Nice. All right. Well, that, wow. That, I think that concludes our show, guys. Yeah. This is another like a, marathon. It was like almost an hour and a half. Almost an hour and a half. And after we do our goodbyes, you know, maybe it'll go over an hour and a half. Depends how, how long. We, you think we could do a six-minute goodbye? We could, but am I going to? No. no Man, we no. could do a six-minute stand-up show right now. Please don't. Please so, don't so ever fish, do that again. So fishing, huh? Yeah. <laughs> knock, knock. <laughs> Who's there? Shut up. <laughs> All right, so uh, you guys know the deal at this point. Follow us on Instagram, Dinner for Dessert. Uh, sometimes Pomp tweets things from the Twitter, DFD Podcast. Every time dust comes out, yeah. Yeah, I, do it. I do it anyway. <laughs> from his dial-up uh, computer. <laughs> my, my 33.6 modem. Windows 95. Oh, the best. Um, yeah. Like, uh, it's a, leave a, uh, what is that called? Review a review a review on iTunes. Yeah, no one's doing it. We keep telling everyone. I don't think people make it this far in the episode. We're gonna do it. On the, we should do this. Pitch oh my god! At the next beginning show. of next show. Next show, we're kicking it off with this. Yeah, we're gonna start yelling. At, we're gonna start charging you guys. <laughs> right? This is a free episode. You guys, the least you could do is just you know review us, please. Take two minutes to go write something. You don't even have to write something. Just do the five stars. Just give us five stars right now. And maybe the thumbs up emoji or something. Yes, something please. Come on. It takes two seconds. Do it right now. Right now. Wait, we'll wait. Yep. Go. Should I do it? Not you, Jones. I mean, you could do it too, but it's weird. It's cheating. <laughs> can make your name like Stefan or something. Yeah, Stefan Jones. Figgy Newton. Soda, Soda Pop Jones. All right. We love you guys. Yes, we love you. We appreciate you. And uh, until next week, bye. Peace. <laughs>